Welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. Grace and peace and welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. I am so glad that you have decided to join us today because here at Empowered Living, we add value to your life as we point you to Jesus Christ. Here at Empowered Living, our mandate is to focus on the benefits and not the barriers of life. The benefits and not the barriers of life. We want to encourage you to stay connected with us through our various social media platforms of which you'll see um, on the screen for you today. We also would like for you to let us know, um, send us your prayer requests. Please go to my website. You also see that on the screen today as well. Go to robinsherrod.com and submit your prayer request because we pray for every single request that comes in. I want to go ahead and get into the word of the Lord with you today. And we're going to be talking about living close to God, living close to God. And our foundation scripture is going to be coming out of Psalms 91. So go ahead and get your Bible, get your tablets, get your iPad as we get ready to go to Psalms 91. It is a very familiar passage of scripture. Many of you may have already recited many verses of Psalms 91, but the time that we are living in right now, it is important, it is critical, it is imperative that you and I live close to God. And what does that mean when we speak about living close to God? I want you to think about who you live with currently right now. You may live with your parents, you may live with your spouse, you may live with friends, you may be on a college campus, you may be living uh, um, in an arrangement um, with, with people that you're sharing an apartment with, with rent. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, coming together unequally yoked. I'm talking about people that come together that, you know, like-minded, that maybe have a bigger goal, a bigger purpose in mind, and they're living together at this point. So again, I just want to lay that foundation because I don't want anybody to think, you know, that I'm I'm trying to promote something that, um, that I'm definitely not. And what I'm sharing is just using this as an analogy that think about, you know, again, living with your parents, uh, maybe you're in college, you're living in a dorm, or, you know, living with your, uh, with your mate, you know, in terms of being married uh, to that person. But in the aspect of living, and what does that look like for you when you actually are, are living uh, with someone? You know, when you're living again with your family or when you're living again with your spouse, there are things that happen within your home that if you were to go to someone else's home, you just wouldn't do, right? So maybe in your own home, when you come into your space, you may feel, okay, I can take my jacket off and I can just place it right here. Or I can take my shoes off and I can just place them right there. You know, maybe that's the, the idea because why? Because you feel comfortable coming into that space. However, if you go to someone else's house, you know, when you walk through the door, you may not take off your jacket immediately and put it on the couch. You may wait for somebody to say, uh, you know, I'll take your jacket and put it someplace appropriately. You may not take your shoes off when you enter someone's house and you may take your shoes off, but you may leave them at the front door. Unlike that when you are in your own space, you may take your shoes off in the bedroom. You may take them off in the bathroom. You may take them off, you know, in the hallway. Why? Because that's a space 
that you feel comfortable with. And so when we talk about in Psalms 91, we're talking about living close to God. This is a safe space is what I'm saying. When you're living close to God, you're living in a safe space. You're living in a place where you feel comfortable. You're living in a place in which you have a relationship. So this is the depth of the living that we're talking about and living close to God in Psalms 91. Not living away from God, not living apart from God, not living separated from God, but living what? Living close to God. So I want you to get that into your spirit, into your mind, into your thinking as we talk about Psalms 91 and living close to God. Now, when you go to Psalms 91, it starts off with a proclamation, if you will. It starts off with a declaration. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. So this is not something where if you do something, this is not something if you uh, contemplate on doing something, he said, he who dwells, which means that this is a guarantee. This is someone who has made up their mind that I am going to come in and I am going to dwell. This is not somebody that comes in and just stays as a guest, if you will, come on now for a few moments and leave. This is not somebody to come in, as we say in some vernaculars, to, to hit it and quit it, if you will. Yes, I went there. Uh, um, this is not that type of relationship, if you will, because I talked about what? Living close to God. Living close to God is not a swipe. Living close to God is not a text message. Living close to to God is not, uh, uh, you're my friend now and I block you later. When you talk about living with someone, when you talk about living close, you're talking about an intimacy and into that intimacy, into you, I see, right? Intimacy into you, I see, right? So when you are in that intimate relationship, it says something else needs to happen in the relationship and it's called he who dwells which again means that this is some place where you reside. This is not, this is some place where you take up residence. This is a place now in which you are dwelling. Again, it says dwell in the secret place. Okay. There's some places that you, in your home that only is open to the family. Are you with me? There are certain places in your home that even you may not even let your children go into. Your children know before I go into my mommy and daddy's bedroom, I may need to do what? I may need to knock before I go into mommy and daddy's bedroom. I may be, you know, you may have to knock and you need to knock before you enter into maybe the bathroom before someone, when someone else is in there. So it says here in the secret place, there are secret places in God. There are secret places in God. And when I say secret places, I'm talking about the more intimate places in God. And that is up to you and I to find because it says what? He who dwells in the secret place. Now the Psalm, the previous Psalm here in Psalm 90, it was talking about it introduced the wilderness and it contrasted the misery and, and the happiness of travelers in it who trust self or trust God. Now this Psalm points to the one man who has passed through uh, and now they're trusting and they're living 
and, and God in, in, in the most intimate, again, fashion and the most intimate way. So I want to speak about number one. We're going to be looking at Psalms 91 and 1, where it says living in the sanctuary of almighty God. So there are a couple of things that happen here in Psalm 91 that we need to bring out. First of all, it says he who dwells, as I shared earlier, that means he who moves in. Okay. We already established that, right? We're not talking about coming over as a guest. We're not talking about coming over as a, you know, a, 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 a bed and breakfast. We're not talking about being an Airbnb. We're not talking about that. We're talking about someone who does what? Who moves in, which means when you move in, you're bringing your belongings. Okay. You're bringing the things that are personal to you and you are moving in. And as children of God, we need to bring into God. We need to move in with him. We need to move in with him, with our emotions. We need to move in to him with our, our heart's desires. We need to move in to him with all of those intimate uh, desires that we have. It says you move in. And then it says in the secret place of the most high. So not only do you move in, but what happens next? You move up, right? Because it says he who dwells, which means we move in, and then in the secret place of the most high, which means we move up, which means we take up a different residence when we're in the presence of God. We don't come into the presence of God just any old kind of way. You know, when you go before, uh, uh, say if you're going for a, a job interview, right? You're going putting your best foot forward. You're going wearing that shirt or that tie or that dress or that suit. You know why? Because you want to move up into another position. So as it is, as we see in the natural, when we look at it in the spiritual, when we come to God, we're coming to God moving up. We're coming to God knowing that he sits up high and yet he looks down low. We come to God knowing that Jesus is at the right hand of the father doing what? Making intercession for you and I. We come because we know that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords and that he is up on a throne lifted high and exalted up above the heavenlies. So when we come to God, we don't come with our head down. We don't come downtrodden as we say. We come knowing that we are going to be lifted up because why we are in his presence. So anytime that you go into the Lord's presence, when you are dwelling into his presence, I want you to know that this is a place where you will be lifted up. If you come out of the Lord's presence and you're still depressed, if you come out of the Lord's presence and you are still in a pit, if you come out of the Lord's presence and you are still down in the dumps, then you need to stay and go back into the Lord's presence because you missed something there. You miss something because anytime you go into the Lord's presence and you spend time with him, regardless of the situation that you may find yourself in, you're going to come out lifted up because why? He says that he will lift us up. He said that he would lift us up. He will lift us up to high places. He said that we will mount up with wings as eagles, right? This is what he says. So this happens when we do what? When we are in the secret place of the most high. And then it says that we move under, right? So he who dwells moves in. We talked about that, right? And in the secret place of the most high is he who moves up. 
And now it says shall, shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. So when we move up, we also position ourselves to move under. So doesn't that sound like a contradictory terms? It really isn't. So again, when we dwell, that means we move in. That means that we bring ourself, we bring our whole self to God. And then we move up, which means that we are not looking, okay? We're not looking at our current situation, but we are dwelling, looking up to the Lord because we know that he is high, he is exalted, and he is lifted up. And anytime that you are in a state or you are in a place where you are lifted up higher than other things, your eye view, your vintage point is very different. You see, when I am on the first floor, I'm looking at first floor things, right? I'm looking at the things that's closer to the ground. But when I get to the 42nd floor, when I get to the 75th floor, then I'm looking at it, what? From a broader view. I remember going to this, um, park. And when we went to the park, we was at the ground view, but then they had something called the tower. And when you went into the tower, you went all the way up. And when we got to the top, we were able to see the expansion of the view. We were not only able to see the ground that was underneath of us, although it was very, very far away, we were able to see miles away. We were able to see the lights. We were able to see the signs. We were able to position ourselves and see where we were located in contrast to where something else was located. Now, when I was on the ground, I was not able to see that because my view was limited. So when you are in the shadow, when you are in the, the secret place of the most high, your view is very different than it is on the ground. So we move uh, up in that secret place. And then the word of the Lord says, here shall abide under the shadow of the almighty, which means that we move under. You see, once we move under, then that means there's that hedge of protection. Remember in the book of Job, when, when, the, when the devil came to, 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 uh, to the Lord and, and he said, um, you know, uh, what about, you know, and then the Lord said, what about my servant Job? And, and the enemy said, you have a hedge around. Why? Because Job was under that secret place, that he was in the secret place at that point of the most high. And he had the hedge of protection around him. God had put that hedge of protection around him. So when you move under, you are moving along in the hedge of the protection of the Lord. However, even in living in, uh, in the Lord and living up with the Lord and living under the Lord. Understand something, just like Job, there is an enemy. And the Bible says that um, the, the, the question was asked of the enemy, what have you been doing? And he said, I have been roaming around uh, uh, seeking, okay, seeking whom I could devour because that is his ministry. That is his uh, message to, to seek out whom he may devour for him to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So I want to let you know that, you know, it'd be nice if I could come and tell you that as you dwell under Psalms 91, that you're not going to ever have any issues. You're not going to ever have to contend with the enemy. You're never going to have to contend with the adversary. But I want to let you know something. That is not true. That is not scripture and that is not biblical. You are going to 
have to contend. That's why he said, he who dwells in the secret place, to let you know that you have a choice there. It's a guarantee, but we also have a choice there. And this is Psalms 91 and 2. It says, I will say of the Lord, what? He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. He says, I will say of the Lord. You and I must say of the Lord that you are my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. That lets us know right there. That scripture right there lets us know that we may have to contend with something that is going to have us to call on the Lord to say, God, you are my refuge and that you are my fortress and, and you, God, that I will put my trust. So we're talking about, again, living in the shelter of the almighty God, which is Psalms 91, right? And then moving on further in verse number three, he said, surely, can you say that with me? Surely that I know that he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noiseless pestilence. Again, that lets us know what? That lets us know that we are going to have to fight to stay in the secret place. We have to understand that the world that we live in at this point in time, even before, you know, time, you can go back to the book of Genesis and you can see how the enemy had come in and how the enemy had robbed, you know, mankind from that divine fellowship with the Lord. Understand something, anytime that you and I are going to a place in God when we are having divine fellowship, divine intimacy, divine relationship. You must understand something that the enemy is just not going to sit around and allow that to happen. There is something called spiritual warfare that you're going to have to deal with. There's something called spiritual warfare. That's why the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God. That's why we have Psalms 91 because it says, surely he will deliver you, which means that there is a guarantee, right? Because there are demonic forces that come, evil that come, capacity that come, that wants to come in as calamity in our lives. But when we understand that God will deliver us from it all. So what are some of the things that he will deliver us from? Psalms 91 and 3 says, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, and from the noise of this pestilence. So number one, he's going to deliver us from the pit. 91, 3, and 8. He's going to deliver us from the pit, whether it's the pit of uh, despair, whether it's the pit of depression, whether it's the pit of uh, disappointment, whether it's the pit of um, unmet expectations, whether it's the pit of grief, whether it's the pit of mourning, whether it's the pit of trouble, uh, uh, keep coming in. If it's, um, you know, the pit, whatever the pit may be for you, it could be the pit of where you're dealing with fi uh, of not only financial, but you're dealing with health crisis and you're dealing with health issues. You're dealing with, you know, the cares of the world, your economic security may be in, 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 um, affected. Your physical security may be affected. Your health security may be affected. Your financial security may be affected. Your relationship security may be affected. All these things are pits 
that the enemy wants us to dive into. And when we dive into them, it's easy to get in. All we have to do is just think on a couple of things that cause us to fall into the pit. But once you fall into the pit, it, you need help to get out of the pit. Oftentimes, you just can't walk out of a pit. You have to be lifted. Come on now, what? Out of the pit. That's where he that dwells in the secret place. We just talked about that, right? How we dwell up, we dwell in, we dwell up, and we dwell what? Under. Because we know that under God, each time that I uh, uh, praise God, each time that I worship him, each time that I lift up my hands to him, you know what's happening? I'm lifting up higher and higher and higher in the spirit. And eventually I'll be able to see out. When I'm in the pit, all I can see is darkness around. Maybe you're in that situation right now and you are seeing nothing but darkness around. But I come here today to encourage your heart that God says that Psalms 91 is your psalm. And as you worship him, as you praise him, I know it's hard. I know the last thing sometimes that we desire to do. And the last thing that the enemy wants us to do is to worship God. But as you worship him, he's lifting you out of that pit. And then it says, he is keeping us. He is delivering us, which means that we have been attacked. When something has to be delivered, it means that it's already under attack. He says from the pestilence, and we've already talked about those things. He says from the noisome pestilence, those things that come, pestilence, P-E-S-T, right? We talk about pests, those things that come. Sometimes things come, you know, and they begin to just knit pick at us. Those things that begin to gnaw at us. Those things that begin to pull at us. Sometimes it's not something that pull at us automatically or pull at us, you know, to the point where it's quick. Sometimes it's these little nitpicky things, these little nagging things, these pestilence. So if you're already dealing with a pit situation and then you're dealing with pestilence that's all around you, you know, he says here that he shall surely what? He shall deliver you. Now let's go to number four. He said, not only is he going to deliver us, this is such a wonderful um, scripture to look at today. It says, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. So what are some of the dynamics? What are some of the benefits of living under and living close to God. One of those is that we have God's providential care. We have his providence. We have his care. We have, we know that we're covered. He said he will cover us with his feathers. Okay. And under his wings shall you trust. This is just an analogy here about being covered uh, with, uh, cover you with his feathers, which means that he's keeping all of the sun away. He's keeping all of the, uh, of the rain away. He's keeping the thunderstorms away from us, even though they're happening around us, right? Even though they're going on, you know, in our, in our atmosphere, it says here that he shall cover you with his feathers. Okay. Not anyone else's feathers, but his feathers and his wings shall you trust. And it says that his truth 
shall be your shield and your buckler, which means his truth shall be your foundation. His truth shall be your sword, right? Which is his word, which is your shield and your buckler. So what he's saying here is that, you know what? I'm going to cover you with my feathers. I'm going to cover you with the anointing. I'm going to cover you, you know, with, um, with my with my feathers and cover you with my wings but also i need you to have something that you're armed with i need you to have worship and then i also need you to have the word because my word is your shield and your buckler and the last thing the enemy wants us to do when he comes up against us is for us to be in god's word so that we can have the shield and we can have the buckler but i stopped by to tell you today you need to get the word of god look at the word of god get the scripture that not only speaks to your situation, but the scripture that the Lord is speaking to you. You don't have to have the whole Bible memorized. All you need is a word. Go back to Genesis in the beginning. The Bible says in the beginning, God said there was just a word. And out of that word, God began to make things and he formulated things. So all you and I need is a word. And then Psalms 91, 4 and B says, we have God's protected cover. That's what it says. It's his protected cover. So we don't have to worry about his cover rusting. We don't have to worry about his cover decaying. We don't have to ever worry about his cover not being uh, around us because he's omnipresent. He's all-knowing. He's all-present. He's, he's, he's everlasting. So there is nothing that we um, will face that God will not cover us. And then it says his promised covenant. His promised covenant. Okay. God has a covenant with us. This covenant was established back with Abraham and he has the same covenant that he has with us because we are his children. We are the children of God. We are Abraham's seed. We are God's children and we have God's promises. His promises does not change because his word doesn't change. That's what the Bible says. Now man's word change, but God's word does not change. So I want to speak to someone right now and you are going through a tough time at this point. You are going through a rough season in your life and you are like, Lord, I have served you. Lord, I have given my life to you. Lord, I have never seen my life be in this place that it currently is. I want you to know that the word of God is from everlasting to everlasting. The grass wither, the flowers fade, but the word of God will always stand and know that you are covered as you live close to God. Do not sway. Do not uh, uh, bend. Do not bow. Continue to keep your foot uh, planted in the word of the Lord and watch him work on your behalf. He said, he who dwells in the secret place, because remember something, when you come out of that secret place, guess who's there waiting for you? It's the enemy that wants you to come out of that secret place. Adam and Eve was in the secret place, but what did Eve do? Because of the word that she heard spoken to her, she came out of the secret place. And when she came out of that secret place, what happened? The enemy was able to pounce on her. So please remember, you have to dwell in the secret place place of the most high, which means that you move in, you move up, 
and you move under. And you need to say of the Lord. So you got to have the assurance that you know God. You have to say that he's my refuge and he's my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. And then you must know that he shall deliver you. So not only do you need to get to the place where the Lord is in his presence, then you need to speak out of your mouth the words that says that you know and decree and declare that God's word is true. And then it says he shall deliver you and that he shall cover you with his feathers and his wings and the word of God. So we have worship and we have the word of God. So we have a lot of arsenal at our disposal. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for your people right now. I ask God that you touch, that you move in, Lord, and let the people of God know that you are still close to them. Be with them, watch over them, and keep them, Father, in the palm of your hand. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. God bless you. We thank you for being a part of the broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you again. Remember, live close to God. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. If you'd like to stay connected with Robin Sherrod Deliverance Ministries, visit us at robinsherrod.com. We'd love to hear from you on social media and look forward to connecting with you next week.